The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate your summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Listening to your Gold Cup preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That is at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can check out my other Twitter account. That one is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. The top of that Twitter account will always have my P&L spreadsheet for the previous month. So at the moment, you can look at the month of May. The month of May was a big one for me because that was my 120th month in a row of transparent track profit. That means I've been undefeated in the sports in sports betting every single month now for an entire decade, 120 and oh. If you want to see the other spreadsheets after they are the pinned tweet, they then go on to the website lockbetting.com. So moving on with your preview here of the Gold Cup, North America's answer to the European Championships and the Copa America, Although a little different because some teams aren't taking it that seriously this year, namely the USA. And that's probably why they aren't the favourites to win it at the moment. Because lately they have had Mexico's number, but it's Mexico who lead the market here as the 7-4 to favourites with USA out at 9-4. to I still think that's a very short price in the US and I'll speak more about that in a bit. Canada are next in the market at 6-1. to Panama are at nine to one. Costa Rica also at nine to one. Jamaica here are at ten to one. Qatar, a specially invited guest at fourteen to one. In case you're wondering what the hell they're doing here, we obviously know they are not in the Concacaf region. Honduras at forty to one. El Salvador also forty to one. Haiti sixty six to one. Guatemala eighty to one. Trinidad and Tobago, Tobago, sorry, at hundred to one. Cuba are 125 to 1. St. Kitts and Nevis, 150 to 1. Martinique at 150 to 1. And Guadalupe also at 150 to 1. Thus ends one of the strangest, saddest, and ugliest tales in U.S. soccer history. Greg Berhalter's reputation was needlessly and forever sullied by the dredging up of private and personal details of an event from more than 30 years ago, That was none of our business. This vindictive act almost cost Greg Berhalter the opportunity to continue in his job as U.S. men's national team coach, a job that he proved he was very good at. And by all accounts, a job he was set to continue in immediately following the World Cup in Qatar. Being denied that opportunity would have been wrong, unfair, and would have dishonored what the U.S. Soccer Federation and America should represent. I hate that Greg Berhalter and his wife were extorted embarrassed and demeaned. But while it took a while, I'm glad that behavior wasn't ultimately rewarded and Berhalter wasn't further punished. Greg Berhalter certainly has done more than enough to deserve to continue as U.S. coach. 
So the Greg Berhalter controversy is hanging over the USA at the moment. He will return, but he won't be in charge here for this competition. For this competition, the US are going to be managed by BJ Callahan and the US Soccer Federation have announced that Greg Berhalter will be back in charge after this competition. That's not the only issue that the USA are going to have in terms of winning this trophy and being able to justify their price here in the market. They are without Christian Pulisic and a number of top players from the 2022 World Cup and CONCACAF Nations League roster. They are arguably the most talented team still in the Gold Cup because they do have a lot of depth. This is something the US have built up over the years, which is why they've improved massively. It was a shame to see that situation with Berhalter because USA have been strong in all competitions, particularly the World Cup where they actually gave England a real game. They looked like the better team for large periods of that game. No one really talks about it anymore. They talk about how England looked so strong in that World Cup, how they had some dominant wins, how they were the better side against France. Well, USA were the better side against England for large periods of that game. They still have Matt Turner here as the goalkeeper. They have Miles Robinson at centre-back. They have Jesus Ferreira as a striker. And uh, they also have a couple of players here from Qatar. But this roster predominantly consists of MLS players hoping to work their way into the 2026 squad. So this is an opportunity to look at other players here, which is what leads a lot of people to think that this was still a Berhalter squad and not a BJ Callahan squad with him wanting to look at players and uh, BJ Callahan not using this opportunity to win a trophy for himself and to keep the US momentum going because they are the team who come into this tournament with the most momentum. The same can definitely not be said about Mexico, who have absolutely no momentum coming into this tournament. The USA, they are the 13th ranked team in the world. They are the seven-time winners of this competition. They are the defending champions and they were comfortable winners of the recent recent Nations League, beating their main rivals for this event, Mexico and Canada, without conceding a single goal against either one of them. So as we break down this tournament, we're going to do it group by group and we're going to use the groups to look at the individual favourites to win it, although... I certainly can't see a winner coming out of Group C. I'll say that off the bat. So in Group A, we do have the USA. They are the 1-4, to four, minus 400 favourites to win their group. Jamaica second here at 7-2. to two. Trinidad and Tobago at 25-1. to one. And St Kitts and Nevis at 40-1 to one here. So we've talked a bit about the USA already. Obviously taking a much-changed squad to this competition obviously under new management. Um, for those of you that don't know the Burhalter situation, in a nutshell, um, he issued a statement saying that in 1991, he had kicked who would go on to become his future wife in the legs during an argument. It was then revealed that Danielle Rayner, who's the mother of Giovanni Rayner, had contacted the USA Soccer Federation about the incident 
And this was because she was frustrated by comments made about her son after USA's elimination from the 2022 World Cup. Berhalter publicly addressed issues regarding an anonymous anonymous player for lack of commitment and a poor attitude and confirmed that the team actually held a meeting to determine if that player was to remain with the team in Qatar for the remainder of the tournament. In December 2022, Rayner confirmed that he was the player who Berhalter was speaking about and apologised for his behaviour while also criticising the decision to publicise the information. Um, In March 2023, the US Soccer Federation said that they would probe the dispute with Berhalter's wife and had concluded US soccer was not in the wrong for hiring him as the national coach. The conclusion meant there were no legal issues that needed to be addressed and it was announced that he would remain as the coach or essentially be rehired in June. So, That's the complete mess that they got themselves into for those who don't know. But I still think their squad depth here makes them a strong contender for this competition. Between the two of them, USA and Mexico have won 15 of the last 16 editions of this tournament since it was launched in 1991, with Canada being the only outlier winning it in the year 2000. So it's difficult when you look at that to not make a case for both USA and Mexico, but both are coming in here with heavily rotated teams. And Mexico in particular, they are in absolutely woeful form and they don't even have a coach. We'll talk more about Mexico when we get there. First of all, we'll talk about other teams here in this group. Jamaica are the favourites to make it out of this group here with the US. They have a wave of players such as Mikel Antonio, Ethan Pinnock, and Andre Gray declaring for Mexico and looking set to start in what is a new era for the country's soccer history. So this, for me, does make Jamaica a dark horse. Straight away, you have a team here looking to take things seriously in this competition. They did have initial improvement, but they have struggled as of late, failing to win any of the last 10 games. They certainly need to improve on that recent form. But I do think they are a dark horse here because they are a team who are taking this this tournament seriously. And they do have some decent names there in their ranks. Trinidad and Tobago, they are ranked 104th in the world. But they also have poor recent form here coming into this tournament. They've taken three points from a possible 18 across group stage exits in 2019 and 2021. But their confidence has been boosted coming into this competition with four wins and two two draws in their last six games. Advancing from this group would be a decent result for them given the competition. But ultimately, I do think Jamaica with the personnel and USA with their with their pedigree. Let's not forget USA improved, improved massively, even if they are testing out fringe players here. This is a country with a massive population where soccer has become much more popular. And you have a lot more youngsters here who will be decent. I don't think you could say the same here for Trinidad and Trinidad and Tobago. St. Kitts and Nevis, they come in as first time qualifiers, ranked 139th in the world. They will exit here in the group stage. They've won a couple of penalty shootouts coming in here to qualify for this competition, but they will find it hard to score against anybody here in this group. And I do believe that they are set for an early exit via the group stage here from this competition. 
Before we move on to looking at the other groups, let me take a quick time out to tell you guys about bird dogs. Plain and simple, bird dogs make you look good. Bird dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any movement. So if you want to grab yourself a pair of these for the summer, and why wouldn't you, simply go to birddogs.com slash pool, enter the promo code pool, P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. So at this stage, we're going to move on to looking at Group B. This is the group that features Mexico, who are the favourites to win this competition. Mexico here start as the 2-7 to favourites to win their group, with Qatar at 4-1. Honduras at 14 to 1 and Haiti at 22 to 1. Many people thought that Qatar might buy their way out of the World Cup group. Well, they shouldn't need to buy their way out of this group. Maybe they just need to buy this tournament if they want to do well here. But ultimately, I do think they could provide Mexico with some stiff competition here in this group. Obviously, their World Cup campaign was seen as a bit of a joke because it was, but their last Gold Cup appearance in 2021 saw them reach the final. They also scored 12 times across their first four games in the competition, and they should be able to see off Haiti in their opener, setting them up to qualify here from this group. Now, I have no doubt in my mind that Mexico will also be able to win their opener and that Mexico will be able to come out of this group. But as they go into this competition, they are in absolute dumpster fire. And it's one of those times where you're looking for an alternative to betting the USA because of the turmoil and the changes that they've made with this whole managerial situation. And Mexico, who come into this one off the back of a disappointing World Cup campaign which saw Gerardo Martino depart as manager. His uh, replacement Diego Coca enjoyed a decent start until his team were destroyed 3-0 by the USA last week. Mexico coming to this one having reached the final in six of their last eight editions of this tournament. They should go close here to adding to their record number of titles. They are the winners of this competition 11 times but They're still a difficult sell for me here, given the fact that they have also decided to heavily rotate instead of going on and trying to win this competition and getting themselves back on track. They have not decided to take advantage of the fact that the US have decided to go with 19 fresh call ups. All of the other top nations here have done the same, including Mexico and Canada, although to a slightly lesser extent than the US, which is probably why Mexico have been priced up as the favourites. But they are a complete shambles at the moment. They're still one of the top teams in the Confederation, but their days as CONCACAF kings are over, at least for now. They have little depth. They now have no coach. It's hard to see them pushing for a spot in the final, let alone winning the title. 
The fact that they have sacked two managers since the World Cup, including the newly employed Diego Coca, who I just mentioned. He was sacked after the 3-0 defeat to the USA in the CONCACAF Nations League semi-final. That shows you what a state that they are in at the moment. They're being managed here by Jamie Lozano. He's managing the team here in the Gold Cup after leading Mexico's under-23 side to a bronze medal in the 2021 Tokyo Games. Lozano will have the same roster that competed in the CONCACAF Nations League, but Mexico are still without top attacking players, Herving Lozano, Raul Jimenez and Carano, which means they'll need Uriel Utana, Uzel Herrera and Santiago Jimenez to actually step up here. In the 180 minutes of action in the Nations League, they managed just one goal one strike, and that was from one strike, and that was from the left back Jesus Gallardo in the opening minutes of the third place match against Panama. So this is not a team who you want to back with any confidence. They're certainly the most interesting team in the tournament, given the turmoil surrounding Mexico soccer, both on and off the pitch. So if you are betting here on the Mexicans, you need to know that you are essentially betting on a bounce back. You are looking at the team here. And you are looking at all the turmoil and you're saying, yes, I'm going to back this team. I'm going to back the depth. And I'm going to think that these Mexican players with their backs against the wall will turn up and will deliver a trophy and add some respectability back into the Mexican soccer programme. Because at the moment, it's probably in the worst place that I can remember it for a long, long time, probably in my lifetime, if I'm being honest. Um, looking at Group C, very difficult to pick a winner here from this group. We have Costa Rica at 5-4, Panama 6-4, El Salvador at 7-2 and Martinique here at 20-1. As I said, just when I was breaking that down, very, very difficult. None of these teams, I'll probably be made to look silly here because one of them will, but I don't believe none of these teams are capable of winning this competition. I believe the winner will come out of the top three with Jamaica possibly being an outsider. But I don't believe in the chances here of any of these three. Costa Rica coming to this managed by Luis Fernando Suarez. He puts his faith in youth here for this tournament, choosing 14 players with a single digit number of appearances. So once again, you have a team who haven't gone for their best players. They have decided to look at players here. Therefore, not taking full advantage of what the big guns are doing. When you look at what Mexico, Canada and USA have done, especially the USA, these teams would have put themselves in a better position had they actually put their stronger lineups up. But for me, for that reason, Costa Rica are another team who here who I can't bet. Even coming into this one, they looked undercooked. They suffered back-to-back losses to Panama and Guatemala and will need a lot more than that if they are to run the big names close or even to get out of this group. They do have some prospects because they have made seven quarterfinal exits in the last 10 Gold Cups. So reaching the last four would be their goal here. But I think it would be an achievement for me for them to just get out of this group, given the type of players that the manager has put his faith in. Looking at Panama, Panama topped its Nations League group and despite losing their last two games, 
They were definitely respectable performances. They lost 2-0 to Canada and just 1-0 to Mexico. Panama have made it out of the group in eight of the last nine editions of this tournament. And I think they're a dark horse to make an impact in the later stages of this tournament as well. Given that they do know how to sit in and make themselves difficult to break down. So I think they'll get out of this group. And I think Panama could potentially top this group, given that Costa Rica have heavily rotated and put their faith in youth. There's not much separating these two teams here. Costa Rica are ranked 39th in the world and Panama are ranked 58th. But that's somewhat negated by the fact that Costa Rica have heavily rotated here for this game, uh, for this tournament. El Salvador here are next. They are the 75th ranked team in the world. They finished with, with just 10 points from a possible 42 in World Cup qualifying. And have lost four straight games, allowing 12 goals and only scoring one. They have posted four group exits and four quarterfinal finishes in the last eight Gold Cups but I don't think they'll be successful in getting out of the group here this time round. And Martinique, they're going to finish in the bottom position. They have qualified for the fourth straight Gold Cup and have managed to win a game in both the 2017 and 2019 edition, despite failing to advance on each occasion. But 2021 bought them three group losses and I believe that they will suffer three group losses here as well in this year's edition of the tournament. Before we move on to looking at the final group, let me let you know that we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favourite MLB and college baseball player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog and active in so many states. So all you need to do is head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com and the promo code SGPN. We now move on to that final group and this group is headed up by Canada. They are the strongest favourites out of anybody to win their group. They are available at 1 to 7, minus 700. Their group is weak, though. We have Guatemala at 7 to 1, Cuba at 16 to 1, and Guadalupe at 20 to 1. Canada, they have left some big names at home, but I cannot make a case here for them not breezing through this group. Canada have three wins in their last four games and two of those victories have been accompanied by clean sheets. And it would not surprise me here to see them win the group without conceding a single goal. They open up against Guadalupe, have failed to score in five of their last six losses. And I think they will suffer a opening game loss here to Canada, which will put which will put Canada in a strong position here to ultimately win their group. They put in some decent performances at the World Cup despite suffering three losses. However, they bounced back with three comfortable wins before being beaten 2-0 by the USA in the Nations League finals. However, they should ease their way through this group and they should at least reach the final four. They reached that in 2021 and I think that will be the minimum expectation here for this team. For me, this is a team who are in a great spot. They have sent attacking stars Jonathan David and Alfonso Davis home for an early vacation, but but most of their first choice players remain here, including star midfielder and Porto superstar 
Steven Esaquito and goalkeeper Milan Bojan. They are well positioned to secure their first trophy since the year 2000 and manager John Herdman can certainly craft a title run here for this team. For me, they are definitely the dark horse to win this competition. They are the strongest favourites to win their group here for a reason. And they can overcome that 2-0 defeat against the USA without USA having their big names there. Canada, yes, they have sent some key players home, but they haven't sent as many key players home as the USA. USA are relying on 19 new players here. In contrast to Canada, who are just without two. The rest of the first choice roster remains and I believe that puts them in a strong position to take advantage of the turmoil that both the USA and Mexico in. And I understand that those two usually nearly always win this competition. Between them, they've won 15 in the last 16 with Canada only interrupting once. But I think Canada are in a position to give us another outlier here. I think they're at a huge price. And I think in this spot, with the turmoil that Mexico are in, with the turmoil that USA are in with this managerial position, and the fact that they have gone with a caretaker manager here tells you that the US don't really care about this competition. They're using it to look at new players. They're using it to look ahead and plan ahead for 2026, which is miles away. But that's primarily what they're doing here with this competition. Mexico, I believe, should have tried to win it and they haven't rotated as many players as the US. But seven to four, that's a very, very difficult pick for me to make. This is not a lock here to close out the show because I'm not going to make a lock. I'm just going to make a prediction. I'm just going to make a value bet and that value bet is going to be on Canada to win the gold cup. I'm going to take Canada here at the price of seven to one to lift the trophy. I did quote them at six to one initially but if you do shop around sevens is available and that's going to be my sprinkle here for this show. I am obviously going to be playing this tournament over on my play service, lockbetting.com. So if you want some additional soccer plays during the summer, they will be released on my website. I'll also be covering the Women's World Cup there as well. I'm also covering other sports. I'm not on a break here at all. We just released a 4-0 MLB baseball card and we picked the winner for Roland Garros. And I will be dropping a Wimbledon podcast as well shortly. That will be dropped just before the tournament starts. So next weekend, look out for a Wimbledon podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm still to drop two recap shows as well. We just dropped a recap show for the Champions League season and looked ahead to the futures. And I'll be doing a similar type of show for both Serie A, Scamessa Italia, and the EPL as well. So look out for all of those shows. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.